Welcome to Getting Real with John Natale. I'm John Natale, your host today for episode 20, your first hire in real estate. Guys, I can't believe we're about to hit, actually we're hitting, episode 20 of Getting Real. This podcast is changing my life. I'm hopefully providing value to you, the listener, that's helping change your business, your career, and hopefully your life as well. I am so damn appreciative that you are listening right now. I'm appreciative if you've listened in the past. And all I could possibly ask of you is to rate us five stars wherever you're listening or watching. Subscribe to this podcast, whether you're watching it or listening. Continue to download the episodes and continue to help us grow our mission here at Natalie and here at Getting Real, which is to fundamentally redesign the real estate industry. I want less agents to fail, I want less agents to get burnt out, and I want more agents to build a sustainable career that they could have a flourishing life and a flourishing business all together in one. It's success that I've found in the last 16 years, and I want to share it with more and more people. And by you listening to this podcast, you are a part of it, and I'm appreciative of that. And if you're looking to grow your business in 2024, I can't not mention what is happening with our Natalie coaching family. We have agents across the country from coast to coast, east coast, west coast, everything in between, joining together. And this is all in the last few months, guys. And seeing the synergies in this room, we meet virtually twice a month. We have a group where we come together, help with everything and anything in our business share our wins, and seeing the power of this group grow has been insane to me. Super successful agents across the country doing top, top business. And if you have any interest in joining us, all of the links are wherever you are listening. You can book a one-on-one call with me. It's a free coaching discovery call. Or you can just find information about what we're doing and the different options for you. I kept the price realistic. I kept it low in order to get more people into this world. It's working so far and the synergies are top notch. If you are looking to grow in 2024, I seriously recommend you consider joining our Natalie family. Now let's take a dive into your first hire in real estate. This is a question I get a lot from really successful agents, especially the agents in our coaching program. John, when is it time to bring someone on. And what does that look like? So that's what we're going to cover in this episode. We are going to talk about specifically what your first hire should look like, where that person could come from, and lastly, what exactly should their role be? And I will open this conversation in a very transparent and real way. If you are having success as an agent, your first hire will look different depending on the agent you are. There is no playbook. This isn't about a typical real estate team. We have to realize we are in 2024. We are not in 2014. It is not always an admin. It is not always a transaction coordinator as your first hire. We are not building the old million-dollar real estate team from the 2010s. In today's world, my suggestion is that the person who's having great success Their first hire should be based on one and one thing only, the area in which their business they don't like being in and that helps them grow. So let me give you a few examples. You're an agent, you bring in business, you absolutely hate doing paperwork, you hate having to send contracts out, you hate 
having to walk your clients along the process, and you want to fill that gap as you ramp up so it stops taking the time and energy away from doing that. Your first hire is a transaction coordinator. It's that simple. Because that transaction coordinator will slide right into what you do not like doing but needs to get done, and when it takes the time off of your plate, you can then go and do more of whatever you are doing. You could be prospecting. You could be creating content. You could be on social media. You could be doing past client events, whatever, open houses, whatever those things are. If you are bogged down by paperwork that you hate doing, you need a, a TC. You need a transaction coordinator. And the great thing is, is there's so many different options now. You could do a pay at closing. You can just do a service. You can hire a VA to be it. As long as their English is good, you can hire so many different places, in-house, in your office. You could hire you know, someone who is getting licensed right now to be your transaction coordinator and as a brand new agent. There's a lot of different options there. Let's give another example. You are okay with the contracts, but you hate kind of like the marketing side of things. You hate having to post all the time. You hate having to be on camera daily. You'd rather just kind of put together a video series and then have someone post it for you. You'd rather your content strategy be more film and then, you know, get hands off. You don't really like the paperwork as well in terms of what you need to submit to your office in order to get paid. You don't like having to organize your email. You don't like having to create an email newsletter. You don't like sending out the invites for your past client event, your sphere of influence event that you're planning. You don't like taking the RSVPs for that, contacting the venue, letting them know. All of these things take you away from what you really want to be doing, and they also take you away from what you're really good at. You need a regular admin to take on that role. That admin is different from a transaction coordinator. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make with their first hire is try to find both an admin and a TC in one. It's a different skill set. A TC is still going to be very consumer facing to your clients. An admin will be more of that reserved person that wants to just get things done, get tasks done, and that's their personality. They're a different person. And I see a lot of people make the mistake where they try to blend one person into two roles. So you need to distinguish if you're sending out contracts and walking process, that's fine. You don't need a TC. If you want to take that on, have a TC. If you don't like doing any of the other admin work, that's that's more important to you. Hire the admin first and then the TC. But I'm also going to be real about what my journey was when it started when I started a team. Because I didn't mind finding technology that could do the admin and to do the TC type of stuff. I built so many systems into my business that it was all just a push of a button. Here, once we update a stage, boom, a client's getting an email with the process. Sending out contracts, it take, took me five, six minutes to write up a deal right on my phone. And then boom, I just knew and understood the technology wasn't bearing for me. But for me, and this could be your first hire, it doesn't necessarily need to be administrative. For me, my first hire was a showing agent. After showing homes for 12, 13 years, going out nights, weekends, all these different times. This was before COVID and people had more flexibility. So most showings were always at night and weekends. Didn't really enjoy it as much. It didn't speak to me to be out at 7 p.m. showing houses. And no matter where you are in your career, it can or cannot for you at this point. I still get excited about it somewhat because I do it so far less now. However, I was doing it at such a high level, showing homes just became a really tough thing for me where I didn't enjoy it in my business and I knew I needed to leverage out of it. So my first hire was a showing agent. And that showing agent would get a percentage of the closing 
and I paid handsomely because I really didn't want to be involved in the showing. And that person took on all showings. So they scheduled, we had a group chat. They, when the client wanted to go out, they would message all of us. They would, the showing agent would set up the showings. They would show them the houses. They would report back to me with exactly what happened, what they rated the houses, what, if they wanted to offer on one, and then I would take over and do everything again. I leveraged out, again, what I did not want to be doing and also took me away from the activities that I saw as growing my business. So for every time I was out, out with clients showing homes, when I would not be feeling as happy doing so, it took away the energy that I needed for prospecting or for social media or for my sphere of influence that brought in more business. So once I leveraged that out, I started to grow exponentially. And that's the power of leverage. So that's one of the three. One of those three is, is, is typically somebody's first hire, whether it's a transaction coordinator, just a regular admin, or a showing agent. That's typically the first hire. You could add some sort of marketing specialist in there, but I really feel like that's just like a role of an admin to be that person that goes on Canva, creates some marketing for you, puts that out, puts together pre-listing packages, mails it to clients. Like I feel like the marketing person is also the admin. However, it could be a different, different thing for you. Now let's talk about that second point, where this person is going to come from. There are Probably so many different places you could find them, but it's really two categories, people you already know and people you don't already know. For the people you don't already know, that's putting job applications out there or job openings out there. So whether it's Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn, anywhere that, that is has a hiring portal, you could put your job out there and see what comes back. For the people that know you, that was my first hire. One of my first hires or my first hire as a showing agent was actually one of my past clients who was getting into real estate. Now, it was a, it just ended up being a perfect fit. Won't always flow like that. But for where this person, if you already know them, it could come from your office. It could be an agent that's maybe struggling on their own and maybe sees you and sees the world that you're building and wants to become a part of it. And they have a specific skill set that will help as an admin, a showing agent, TC, or something, marketing specialist, something in your business. Number two, if they're not in your office, it's possible that someone in your friends, families, previous work colleagues, somewhere in your world will know someone that wants to join your environment. So that could be just putting out posts on social media, putting on uh, on Facebook and saying, hey, I'm looking to bring on my first hire. I'm looking for an admin. Here's the role. Very similar to that Indeed ad that you might do or that LinkedIn job application that you might do. Very similar. Put it on Facebook. See what comes back. The one thing I will tell you is you, you will hopefully find a few people for what you're looking for and then be disciplined in the fact of not hiring the first person and make sure it's going to be a good fit. And realize too, like it does stink, but if, especially on your first hire, there's a good chance you're going to swing and miss. I was very fortunate with the person I brought in. She is still an agent here at our company six years later, but that doesn't always happen that way. It's not realistic to say that first admin is now going to be literally with you until the day you retire. So understand that there's different places that they can come from. They can come from a job portal website. They could also come from the people you already know. Just make sure that that personality fits exactly what you want them to do. And if you have, I always say this about hiring, bringing anyone into your team, bringing anyone into your world. If you have something in your gut that's telling you it's not going to be a good fit, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a good fit. Something will happen along the line 
And this is from someone that's hired people, that's had to fire people, that's had to bring people into the world, bring people out of the world, all those types of things. If you have a gut feeling that it is not going to be a good fit, you're probably right. And lastly, let's talk about what their role should be and also kind of a little bit about compensation. Now, compensation will matter, will differ, I should say, vastly across the country. Vastly, because everyone's cost of living is different. Everyone's splits are different. Everyone's price points are different. But I'll give you a little bit of a brief outline from what I've seen other successful teams do, what I've done myself, and just kind of share in that regard. So let's take a TC first, a transaction coordinator. There's there's several different options here. You could hire someone and you can actually pay them a salary and they just do everything on a salary. Most do on a pay per closing and then maybe a small bonus as well. Again, these people are typically not also in real estate selling real estate. So a paper closing, especially if you have volume, should work. And then adding maybe a small bonus for every so, so many closings works as well. An admin typically works on either salary, at least on payroll. And also um, you have different options there. You could have an admin that's here with you. You could have a VA through uh, a VA uh, service or you can go through Upwork. You can find a VA that way. But again, that person will not be with you here in America working with you if you hire a VA. The person, the admin that you're hiring here most likely will be on a salary or at least an hourly basis. And that's a great resource to have because it also brings down your business costs as well. And again, if you are paying someone either hourly, salary, make sure you have a contract together. You Both sides are very clear on what the exit strategy is in, in case you need to fire or they need to resign, what all of that looks like before you hire and bring someone in. I don't care if how small you think your world is right now. Trust me when I say this, make sure you have a contract in place, especially if you're bringing on a salaried worker with exactly what their job description is, what you expect of them and what they expect of you. And again, what that looks like if there's an exit policy on either side. And then there is the showing agent. The showing agent, again, is typically someone who's also going to be bringing in business. You're actually almost quasi starting a real team of people that's going to be selling with you. For me, I was extremely generous. It was between 30 and 40% of every single closing went to the showing agent. And again, their responsibilities were limited. They were not a buyer's agent. They did not meet for them with consultation. They were there to be a great experience showing the home. So they would meet with me, go over the client, meet with the client the first time. As long as they were a good fit, they would continue working with them on the showing side. And again, they had to schedule appointments, do the showings, and then report back to me with feedback. And that was their role. And that was it. Most showing agents get 15, 20, 25%. For me, I just wanted to offload a lot of it and I wanted to make sure it was done properly. So I offered out double of that. Now, again, that might not be in your budget or might not be of value to you if your first hire is a showing agent. That's just what it was for me. And that was mostly due to the fact that I was so listing heavy that any buyers I got in, if I was getting even, again, at that point, the 60% of it, I was fine with it because it was a part of my business that was not as important because I was so heavy on the listing side and growing a substantial and sustainable real estate business. But that doesn't look the same for everyone. Again, the typical compensation for a showing agent is 15, 20, 25%. And on top of that, you could do bonuses. You could pay per door, I've seen. Some people will do $25 or $50 a door. Again, though, you're, you're going to pay less, probably a lot less, but you're going to have to pay out of pocket for each time they're showing. And if the buyer is not that serious and goes on for a year and looks at so many houses, you might spend a few thousand dollars on your showing agent without any sort of money coming back. 
So you could do you could do a blend of both. You could do a smaller per door fee plus a lower commission. You could do a variety of things when it comes to that. And that's how, as you build out your team, which I'm sure we'll talk about in future episodes, the great thing about it is everybody has a different model and you need to find the value for each person as you're building out your team for them to find value back in you and for what you're offering. But your first hire is most likely going to come from those few places. It's most likely going to come from or for an admin, for a TC, a transaction coordinator, or for a showing agent to offload some of that part of your business. There's two portals in which you can find them. It's the job application portal, and then there's the people that already know you. Reaching out to both, kind of letting and sharing into your world that you are looking to hire someone is important on both places. And then the roles in which they should be doing and how to compensate them, that is really, really important as well. A transaction coordinator should take on a lot of the transaction part of your business. So they should be sending out contracts to clients to get e-signed. They should be sending out offers and presenting offers. They should be sending out all of your update documents to your clients as you go through. They should be reaching out to the attorney with your commission statement. They should be reaching out to all parties right before closing, make sure everything's ready for you. All of those different things a transaction coordinator should take on. An admin, it depends on the role in which you need them. There's so many different ways to use an, a straight admin, from marketing, from budgeting, from accounting, to you know putting together social media stuff, advertising, busy work, paperwork, past client events, invites, like all these different things an admin can be doing. And your showing agent should, the most important thing with your showing agent is not just to offload your showing activity. It's so that they create an amazing experience for your clients. Again, this is more of a partner for you than it is just someone you're hiring. So you need to find the right fit for that if that's what your first hire is. It can be. I'm not sitting here saying it can't be. It very well can be. It was for me. But make sure it's an extension of your business and that just as good as you are, that person will be, if not better. That's the one thing I realized when I brought in my first hire to end this story here is when I brought in my first agent to take on that showing agent, I was so damn nervous it was going to be negatively impacting to my business that they, it wasn't me. It wasn't John. They weren't getting the John experience. And do you know what happened after I just kind of let go a little bit and said, you know what? I need to let go, let these reins go and let this person shine. Every single client got back to me. Wow. She is amazing. No offense, John. She's more fun than you. No offense, John. We like working with her probably more than we like working with you. This is an awesome environment for what we're looking for. And the client experience went from maybe a seven or eight to a nine or 10 because I decided to let go of those reins and bring someone in. And if all those early clients came back and said, you know what, John, this was terrible. You know, I didn't, we hated her. It wasn't good. She didn't know anything. She didn't, you know, it was just a mistake after mistake after mistake. Then I would have had to quickly pivot and adjust. But you don't get to that point without having some chance there. So give yourself a shot. If you're having great success right now and you have the money to start budgeting in some of these things or want to go to the next level, your first hire will help you do so. And again, if you want to get in the room of people who are succeeding and doing exactly this right now, consider joining our Natalie Coaching family. All the information is below. I hope this year, 2024, is the best year in your real estate career. And by being a part of this, part of this podcast, I appreciate you and we will succeed together.